as a reminder, we're walking through these I am statements of Jesus, right? So we're walking through the book of John. We've heard Jesus say many things. We've heard him say how he is the door, how he's the good shepherd, how he is the resurrection and the life, how he's bread of life, how he's the light of the world. And today we get this great word where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But see, where he says it is also really important. And I know you guys hear that from me quite often. I, I go on talking about where these things are happening and when they're happening, but it carries so much weight. You see, the disciples have just had the Last Supper with Jesus. He's already just uh, prophesied how one of their very own was going to betray him. He just told Peter how Peter was going to walk away from him and deny him before the sun even rose. And they're sitting around this meal on Monday, Thursday, this night where he has just said, here is my body, here is my blood shed for you for your forgiveness. He's washed their feet. He's shown them what true service and love looks like. And then he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. But see, that phrase right there speaks a lot into where the disciples were at when they heard this. See, because Jesus is looking right into their hearts, and he can see, I know you've just heard a whole lot of words about ways in which you're going to walk away from me. But don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in me. You believe in the Father. Believe also in me. But it was that, that first phrase, the way he starts it off, that caught my attention. Because See, I think there are a lot of times, though we may not betray in the same way that Judas does, I, there are times we try to find our own way. There's times we hear the promises of God as the disciples had heard the promises of God. There's times we hear these things and we don't understand it and we look at it and we say, how can that even happen? That doesn't make sense with what's going on right now. I'm going to find my own way. Maybe we sit in the shoes of Peter for a little bit. As Peter is there and he says, well, let me go with you. Let me go your way. And he goes, Jesus looks at him and he says, you know, you, you can't walk the same way that I'm going to walk, but I'll come back for you, right? And by the way, Peter, you're going to turn your back on me. Can you imagine hearing those words? Can you imagine sitting with Christ himself looking at you saying, you're going to turn your back on me? In the morning when we start, when we come into that time of confession, that's the time where on our hearts and our minds we think about those ways in which we have turned our back on God. When we had maybe not denied his existence necessarily or denied his promises, but nonetheless said, you know, I don't know if those really apply right here. I'm going to find my own way. I'm going to look my own way. I'm going to follow my own path. And I'm sure if I try hard enough, I'm going to find my path to God. Can you imagine Peter when he actually started the denial as well? Oh my goodness. He'd hear those words of Jesus ringing in his ears again, right? You'd hear, he would hear those words of Jesus prophesying exactly what he was going to do. But that repentance when he fell after that third denial. Or we have Thomas as well in this gospel setting, right? In this gospel reading. We have Thomas who was there 
and yet still doubted what Jesus had said as well. And even later, Thomas said, unless I see the marks in his hands and the wounds in his side, I'm not going to believe. Yet Jesus was still there for him. Jesus had still died for him. See, these times that we sit and we hear God's words through Jesus' lips saying, do not be troubled. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm here for you. Because even through Peter's denial, even through our denials, even through our searching of our own way at times, even in the times as we try to find our own truths and look for other truths, and even when we try to take as many things as possible to prolong our life, right? Jesus says, I'm the way. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. I'm the one, Peter, that is going to go and die for you even in the midst of your denial. I'm the one, Peter, that's going to die for you and prepare that way to the Father. See, they didn't know at that moment, even though Jesus had said he was going to the cross, even though Jesus had said exactly what was going to happen, they couldn't quite wrap their heads around and grasp it. We have the beautiful opportunity of hindsight, right? Looking and seeing all of the answers laid out before. Yet, how many times do we still hand those back from time to time and say, here, God, I know you died for me, but I've got this one. And yet, his love is still there. His love is still there for us. His love is still present for us. As he calls to his disciples at that moment in time, and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, which, if you think about it, is kind of summing up a lot of those other I am statements that he said, right? So when he says, I am the way, he's pointing back to when he said, look, I'm the good shepherd, I'm the door, I'm the, one that, I'm the way that this is going to happen to get into eternal life, and then you follow my way. And he says, I'm the truth. I was kind of pointing back to when he said, I'm the light of the world, I'm the one that's going to cl bring clarity into this dark world, I'm the one that's going to bring understanding to the confused, I'm the one that's going to bring what is true and right to those that are confused about who I am, about how to have forgiveness about how to have life. And then he says, I'm the life. Well, he said he was the bread of life. He said everything. He was the foundation of life. He was the one that was the source of life. He was the creator of life. And now he hands us back over to the disciples and says, remember, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And I couldn't get out of my mind this whole past week this beautiful imagery that he starts talking about after that. Because he told them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If it were not true, I would have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. Okay? In their culture, in that time, there's a couple of customs that we're not quite as familiar with or we don't see quite as much. You see, in that culture, in that time, when somebody was to be wed, you would have two different celebrations. You would have a betrothal celebration, and then you would have a wedding celebration. We kind of look at it now as an engagement and a wedding. In that betrothal time, what was beautiful is that the one, the groom that was there in the groom's household, right? The groom and his father would set out a price, and they would give a price to the bride's family. 
And it was a commitment. It was a promise. And it was saying, here, I'm going to go prepare a place to take my bride. So when that groom would put that promise out there, he would say, it's going to take some time, but I'm going to go build a home. I'm going to go prepare a place for us to go to. I'm going to go prepare a place for us to have the rest of our life in. And so in that betrothal time, there would be still a separation between the two that were to be wed. And there was a promise that lived in the midst of that separation as the groom was preparing a place. Because until that time, he had just lived with his family. But during that time, he would go and he would prepare this place. And you hear that echoed in what Jesus is saying. He's saying, here we are on Monday, Thursday. I'm going to go die for you. I'm going to go pay a price for you. I'm going to go lay down my life for you so it's not monetary, it's no other thing, but I'm going to pay a price that can't be paid by anybody else to make a commitment to my bride, the church, that I will come back. And that I'm going to go and prepare a place. That cross is a betrothal promise to his church. That cross where Christ died and where Christ laid down his life was a sacrifice for his bride, the church. And there's no other way to the Father except through him. And there's no other truth out there except for that. And there's no other life besides that. And so when Christ comes back and is raised again and he stands before his disciples once again, he said, remember I'm the way, the truth, and the life? This is what I'm talking about. Here's the life. Here's the life that comes by nobody else. Here's the life that I hand over to you as a gift, my bride, the church. Here's the life that I will not only give you now as a promise, but bring to reality when I come back. Because I'm going away to prepare a place for you in my Father's house. And as I come back, that will be the wedding. That will be the wedding feast. That will be the life forever. That will be the time in which all cares of things that break us apart from God, all the denials of Peter, all of the things that break us apart, that we look for in our lives that go apart from who God is, all those things are done away with. As he brings that relationship into fullness and he brings that relationship into a presence that can't be broken as he brings heaven back down to earth as things are recreated and he stands before his church he says now now our relationship is fixed now our relationship is whole now our life begins and it's life that is handed over to you his church. It's life that's handed over to those who are baptized in his name, those who are claimed by him, those whom he has died for and risen for and lives again for. And he says, be patient. Be patient. I'm coming back. And I come back with life. Amen. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your promises. We thank you for those disciples who heard Christ's words in their ears and they wrote it down for us to see and hear once again. As you continue to speak through your word and you speak words of life and forgiveness into our lives, let me pray that you continually keep us focused on your Son who is the way, the truth, and the life so that we can share that same word with all those that need to hear. 
Guard us this day and keep us this week. In your son Jesus' name, amen.